Everything that you want is right now. Everything that you already have and want in life, you can get it right now. You just have to be grateful and thankful for what you have. Be humble. You know what I'm saying? You have to be humble first. Once you're thankful and grateful for the things you have, you can clear your mind and set a path and set a, 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 a place and a tunnel to get there and to get to a new place of everything you, that you ever wanted and dreamed. But to be to get to that place, you have to be thankful for what you have now. Absolutely. And you know, that's kind of my thing. Like, uh, I always say that the more grateful you are for what you have, the more God gives you to be grateful for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Soho House in West Hollywood, California. I'm your host, Vito Glazers, and this is Vito Glazers After Dark. I am here in the studio with the world-famous Nikki Films. Nikki, how's it feel to be in Hollywood tonight? Feels fucking great to be in Hollywood. I'm with Vito Glazers, the Vito Glazers, sipping on the fucking best tequila Soho House has, $60 a glass. <laughs> I mean, fuck it, put it on Vito's black card, you know what I'm saying? It's a tax write-off purposes, you understand? <laughs> this is a big business meeting, and you're welcome to our business meeting. I understand what's going on here. Welcome to our meeting. We'd love for you to throw your questions. We're on Instagram Live right now, at Vito Glazers on Instagram. And for those of you who are maybe not from Chicago or maybe not in the media world, and you do not have the fortune, the good fortune, of knowing who this incredible artist, Nikki Films, is, let me introduce you. We have Nikki Films here. He's produced and shot for P. Diddy. He's produced and shot for uh, Kanye West, Rick Ross. I mean, that's the, and we're just talking about like the last three days. So let's literally, uh, I'll let you jump into this. Yeah. He's the author of thecloudbook.com. If you want to check out and support his work and real artists and see what real artists are all about, go to thecloudbook.com. you got to check out the book. I just bought a copy today. Oh, yeah, you did. Paid $11 oh, in California state tax. It was worth every Big penny. supporter. I love him. Oh, brother, we got to do it right. So, uh, Nikki, it. for those of you who don't know you, uh, maybe give him a little uh, story about you. Tell him a little bit about some of your favorite work and what you're all about. Yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> I go by Nikki Films. Um, it's kind of like my artist name. Before that, I, I went by Nick Brzezinski as a director. We did a lot of videos with Chief Keef, Little Herb, Little Dirk, um, King Louie, a lot of the drill movement in Chicago, a lot of the hip-hop rap movement, some of uh, Lupe Fiasco, Chance the Rapper, different things of that nature. Um, around the time all that was happening in Chicago and evolving, um, and then I kind of moved my you know skills and talents into the advertising world and i've worked with uh such fortune 500 companies such as apple uh, coca-cola mcdonald's hennessy uh the list really goes on and um you know i'm blessed and thankful enough just to be here you know i'm, I'm really blessed and thankful to be here and, and enjoy my life the way that i do because sometimes as artists it's like you have ups and downs in life and some people might not make it some people might get there and be at the finish line and give up or some people might deal with anxiety or depression and things of this nature but really it's like I had to fight through all those things and become the best person that I could be to make the best art for the world to share with the world to heal the world to make the world a better place because I feel like as an artist and as human beings that we're all here put on this planet put on the spinning rock through the universe to make this place better you know all that hate all the negativity all the division that shit is dead you know what I'm saying and you know, if the planet had its way, it would probably just extinct us already. But, you know, it's given us some leeway. So let's be better human beings, y'all. Let's work together. I'm just here to inspire. God sent me here to disrupt things, you know? Well, here's the thing. When you're the disruptor, you're not going to be celebrated by the disrupted. So we both... <laughs> true. <laughs> we, true enough. We both deal with a lot of haters. 
We both have a lot of things going on. So here's the thing, though. You, you've got this incredible resume. You've basically worked with all the icons of hip-hop from uh, the golden age of hip-hop to uh, 90s, 2000s, to the modern age, now even the most biggest influencers in the industry. Um, and you've done these incredible brand deals. I know you were just down in Art Basel working with Burger King. Yes, sir shooting a crazy commercial for them. And I mean, there's no brand that who uh, that has not been influenced by your work. I mean, in fact, you were saying that you've even made a, a ton of money of just people buying your filters off of you, right? Like yeah. your uh, presets. P- sure. People want their work to look like your work. At some um, point, yes, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a little fad and I had sold a nice little amount yeah. of uh, pre-packed filters you know, whatever you want to call it, toolbox, toolkit, yeah. yeah, creative. So let that be a testament to your influence on the industry, right? Uh, that, you know, people want their work to look like yours. But here's the thing is that you, that's not what you want to be known for, right? Like we were talking upstairs and that's when I was like, you know, we got to get in the studio, get this interview going. Of course. Because you were, re- you know, you're telling me, and I relate to this, yep. you know, coming from a place where, you know, we're both from Chicago. Yep. We're both from the city. Um, we mm-hmm. both, um, we're basically probably made fun of our entire lives for wanting to be creatives. And yeah. uh, like my version of making it is when my mom stopped telling me to go get a degree as a backup, you know, yeah. <laughs> at yeah. 16. Meaningful. Yeah. Right. You know it's what it's like. Mo- it's a major moment. I knew I'd made it because I was making a couple hundred G's a year, you know, working in creative, working yeah. in advertising. And sh- she was still being like, well, go get a degree as a backup. I'm like, backup for what? Like I'm killing there it, you know? No <laughs> so as yeah. you know, as an artist, there is no backup, right? So uh, for me, that was my I made it moment was when my mom stopped. I, I realized a year had gone by and she hadn't mentioned anything about going to college mm-hmm. to get a backup. Yeah. So what was your kind of I made it moment with all these incredible accomplishments you've had? What was your moment? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I've always I mean, I've always been an artist ever since I was a young child. I used to draw a lot. I wanted to be a cartoonist. My grandmother, she was a seamstress. Um, I was always around her creative energy. Um, I was raised by women. I had a lot of feminine energy around me. A lot of the men in my life were either not there or they were working on cars or this or that, and they were very macho and masculine. I was more of like, I kind of tapped into my artistic side with drawing and illustrating, and it kind of, um, around the era that I was coming up, you know, I was b- really big into technology, and I, what year was that? I don't know, Super Nintendo, these things like that. Yeah. So it was like technology meeting art, and then the camera presented itself, and that was like my medium to basically say, hey, I'm going to take this. This is this is basically my vehicle into the world, and this is going to help me explore myself, explore the world around me, and to connect with the world. So once I had my camera, I mean, I wouldn't say that I had made it, but I was on my way to making it. And I would say that the moment that I had made it, really, realistically, the moment that I had made it is when um, I had got paid for my first first shoot, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a group of rappers called Rap Stars. It was off of, like, uh, Archer and Harlem in Chicago on the south side. It was four dudes in a loft. They had paid me, like, 200 bucks to come shoot some photos for them for, like, an hour. And, like, at that point, like, a big old light bulb went off in my head. Like, mm-hmm. I had been doing this shit just for fun for so many years and doing it to express myself and to connect with the world and others, like I had said. And then now I'm getting paid for it. I'm getting paid for something that I love to do. I felt kind of bad. Like, this is what I love to do. Like, I'm about to you know, not that I'm pimping it out, but I felt bad. This is what I'm selling. I'm mm-hmm. selling myself now. Yeah. And then I was like, well, hey, if you need this for $200, I'm sure someone else needs to shoot for $500. Mm-hmm. And then I build my brand up, and now you need to shoot for $1,000. Mm-hmm. And now the shoot is $2,000. Mm-hmm. And now if a brand wants the thing, it's, it's $10,000 minimum, mm-hmm. this, this, and that. And then you keep going on, so on and so forth. And there's different levels to all creative endeavors and yeah. selling your artwork and what have you. Every day is in a, a $10,000 day, obviously, or this day or that. 
that day, you know, you have to come in strides and sometimes you have to do work for others that uh, I wouldn't say is free, but, you know, you're doing things to to build your experience and to collaborate with others that's going to benefit you in the future. And a lot of artists, and I link a lot of people in general just need to have an open mind because especially with the world and how it's going right now and especially with everything that's happening you have to have imagination and you have to have new outlets and new ways to make money new ways to express yourself you know nine to fives might become a thing of the past you never know the way that future is uh moving so quickly and with robots and automation and things like this it's like you are never promised a future. As me as an artist, I'm always promised a future because I know that I'm always going to create till the day that I die. That's why mm-hmm. I said I was going to call my film that I come on, I'm coming out with a film in summer yes. 2020. Yeah, tell us about your movie. Uh, called Film or Die because there's not much for me other than expressing myself as an artist because if I didn't, I would die inside. I would probably die physically. Uh, definitely die mentally. Um, you want to always do what's in your heart and you always want to do what you want to do. You know, and that is the American dream is to do what you want to do, how you want to do it. No holds barred by any means necessary. You know, you know, try not to fucking hurt nobody in the process. But, you know, you should follow your heart, follow your dreams, do what you want to do and see it through to fruition. Because not a lot of people get that opportunity and not a lot of people get that chance. And then they're on their deathbed thinking about what could have been or what they should have done. And it's like. You don't have to have that problem. Everything that you want is right now. Everything that you already have and want in life, you can get it right now. Mm-hmm. You just have to be grateful and thankful for what you have. Be humble. You know what I'm saying? You have to be humble first. Once you're thankful and grateful for the things you have, you can clear your mind and set a path and set a, 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 a place and a tunnel to get there and to get to a new place of everything you, that you ever wanted and dreamed. But to be to get to that place, you have to be thankful for what you have now. Absolutely. And you know, <laughs> that's kind of my thing. Like, uh, I always say that the more grateful you are for what you have, the more God gives you to be grateful for. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, acknowledging what you have helps what you have grow. Yeah. Uh, if you're not grateful for what you have, why would the universe or God or whatever give you continue yeah. to give you more you know well here's the thing so I actually I want to talk to you about your movie and then I actually want to encourage people on Instagram if you guys want to send us your questions rare opportunity to get one on one with an artist who's genuinely making it for those of you guys who are photographers if you're in the film production business if you're an influencer and you want to know how can you live your art this is a man who does not work a side job this is not right. a side hustle for him he's working with the top names my in last job my last job was there at the, at the hot dog stand and I got fired for feeding the birds <laughs> i got Listen, fired for feeding yeah, pigeons old bur- old bread when i was 17 years old <laughs> i mean how old are you now i'm old okay so he's older than 17 so he's been <laughs> in the game two, for hey, it's about two decades later two i'm decades still here later. baby Listen, that makes two of us hey, and i never gave up because when you give up that's mm-hmm. when you really lost so don't quit and that's don't right. give up hey man that's that's the motto so we're the chicago refugees over here but we want to encourage everybody who's watching on the instagram live and thank you to the hundreds mm-hmm. of you who are tuning in right now uh it's really awesome i can see it from here uh but basically i would love to encourage you guys to ask us any questions about making it in the art business, making it in Hollywood, taking your dream to the next level, taking your story to the next level. Uh, you've got direct access to both of us right yeah. now. So what I want, what I want to uh, say here is, we're, you know, I know you've got your movie coming out, yeah. uh, Film or Die. Is yeah. that the right title there? Yeah, Film or Die. Film or Die. Flip and on Skate or Die, you know, because I'm an old school yeah, skatehead, so you know. It. So I know there's a lot of skaters, a lot of film people who follow me. So Film or Die, here's the thing. 
I know you're putting your story in Film or Die, but Vito Glazer's After Dark, what I want to do, yeah. next 15 minutes, I want to dig in a little bit yeah. and tell me some of the stories that didn't make the movie, you know? Some, yeah, of, the, yeah. some of the private stuff for the grown-ups, so I know you guys are going for that PG-13 rating, <laughs> you can make it to Sundance, but this is Vito Glazer's yeah. After Dark, this is the Soho House in West Hollywood, terrible things go down here uh, when, yeah, when the right. lights go up. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to just hold it down out here, and then what I'd love to do is go through the questions Give us your questions, toughest, hardest questions. Remember, this is Vito Glazer's After Dark. Ask us the most scandalous questions. Ask us the darkest questions that your your heart desires. Or ask us anything that is on your mind that would give you value and help you out. Uh, we definitely want to be there for you and support you. Thank you to the Soho House West Hollywood for giving us this amazing studio. Uh, and thank you for the picantes because, you know, they have uh, – I'm going to have to give them a little plug. So Soho House now uh, does have picante hour. Uh, Soho House now does have Picante Hour every yeah. weeknight, Monday through Friday, from 10.30 to 11.30 p.m. Picantes are half price. So bring, get your membership card. So come back. Bring your friends. Buy Picantes. Support the game. We're drinking tequila. We're having a great time. Yeah. Uh, you are in the house with the world-famous Nikki Films, uh, whose resume is too long to list on here. We want to take your questions. But coming up after this short break, we are going to be diving deep into the stories, the Vito Glazer's After Dark interview stories that did didn't make Nikki's new film, which is going to be premiering at Sundance, summer 2022. Stay tuned for that. And uh, how about you? Uh, you got something to promote. I also want to encourage you guys to check out thecloudbook.com. For those of you who are on Instagram Live, check out thecloudbook.com. I just bought my own copy today. Amazing oh, visuals, yeah. old school Hollywood, Chicago, behind the scenes, yeah. the, from the eyes and the vision of Nikki Films. Uh, this is going to be a collector's item that you are going to want to uh, cherish and pass on and have on your coffee table for generations. In fact, we should have one on the coffee table right here. Soho House is messing up. Yeah, I know there's some over in the van, but the van's not here yet. What we're going to do is we're going to actually hook up Soho House with a copy. We're going to throw it in their library. So I'll get that hooked up for you. Um, So just to say thank you to the Soho House for setting us up with this studio. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to be throwing some copies of Nikki Films' new books. But for those of you who are not Soho House members who won't have access to the book, go to thecloutbook.com. Get a copy today. Whatever it costs, it's worth every penny. Uh, you doing autograph copies at all? Any opportunity to? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we did a release in Chicago, a release in Houston. We're going to do a release in L.A. Um, nice. in, in the next month. And we'll probably do another release on East Coast, New York. Cool. Maybe in the in the following months to come, possibly the summertime. So There you go. Um, it's going to be an ongoing project. We're going to promote it and keep pushing it. You know, it's it's not going to sell itself overnight. That's so right. It'll be it'll be a wave of marketing, yeah, for sure. So I want to invite you guys again. Uh, if you're going to be in LA and you want more information about where you can get an autographed copy of Nikki's book, yes. go to thecloudbook.com and follow uh, Nikki at Nikki Films on Instagram. As always, this is Vito Glazers, and you're on Vito Glazers After Dark. Yeah. And then, but what we're talking about now? So we just did a little introduction, and after this, I want to encourage you guys on Instagram Live to send us your questions. And and we're going to take 15 minutes to answer questions from the audience live on the air. But right now, what I want to talk about, again, you got the movie coming out, Film or Die. You're on Vito Glazer's After Dark. Oh. This, The premise of this podcast, of this show, is to talk about the things that you wouldn't normally talk about because, you know, you, you don't want to put that out there. So tell us a little bit about the film. Tell us some highlights from the film. But then I want to get down into the nitty-gritty of a couple of the stories that didn't make it to the film because they were just a little too gritty. So yeah. what is, what's going on with Film or Die and your, your new yeah. film? Uh, film or Die, it's, it's, it's basically a documentary film. Uh, it's, I, I would say it's mostly autobiographical. 
Um, it's kind of, you know, it's about me and my story going from the gutter to glamour. I grew up in a trailer park, real similar to Eminem and 8 Mile, things of this nature. Um, still have a, I still have a loving father, mother, family, they're divorced, what have you. Um, I still have a great family other than that. Um, but film or die is really kind of like, kind of a metaphor for my life. Like if I didn't, if I didn't film, if I didn't have my camera, if I didn't have a facilitator, uh, to show me how to live in life. Like I probably would die. I most likely might die, you know, and I've had anxiety and depression and, uh, most artists deal with certain problems like that and people have been suicidal. Um, so for me, it's like film or die really, you know, and, and that's as, 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 you know, cut and dry as I could say, cause it's all risk, all reward with, with me anyways, you know, um, I, I don't know anything else. I don't know any other skills or, mm-hmm. Or any other way to be. I only know me. I only know how I live. I only know how I create. I only know how I utilize my cameras and my computers. And I've been uh, independently funding and sourcing my creations as well as other people's creations for almost two decades now. So to say film or die is basically just like to say whatever you love, you love to do that. If it's not that, it's like give me liberty or give me death. So it's like, you know, you might be a fucking electrician or you might put shingles on a roof or you might work at Taco Bell or whatever. All noble trades. No disrespect to anybody hustling. This is a story for hustlers. This is how to get your hustle up. This is how to invest in your hustle and double up. Mm-hmm. Film or die. Yeah, that's that's the title for me mm-hmm. but it might be something else for you you know what i'm saying yeah, it so, might be write or die it might be yeah. teacher you might be yeah. a teacher yeah. you might be your mom it might be mm-hmm. mom or die mm-hmm. mother is all you know and you want to raise your child to the best of its ability and it's like i'm going to be a mom or nothing else mm-hmm. and that's who i am i'm an artist and nothing else mm-hmm. i don't want to be any, i didn't ask the universe for anything else i didn't ask the lord i didn't ask no one for anything else all i wanted to be is what i am now and i'm so grateful and so thankful that i am an artist and i am a photographer videographer a visual artist i've got to share my work with the world and now i just want to share my like my insight i want to share my passion i want to share motivation with the world not to take pictures not to be fucking making films and doing all this shit no to do what you love to do you know what I'm saying? To get your dreams out. Because your dreams are different than my dreams. And my dreams are different than yours, than different than hers and his. Mm-hmm. And everyone else that's outside. So it's like, this isn't specifically like, oh, let's watch a movie about Nikki. This is like, let's watch a movie to inspire us to be better. Mm-hmm. Because he's trying to be better, mm-hmm. and his whole life has only been working to be better than mm-hmm. he was before. At one specific craft, which is what makes you a master what you're doing. Yeah, what I mean, I think, is- I mean, I think to me is like, I'm one of the firm believers, like, to kind of invest it all into one thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Yep. You know, I always wanted to be a cartoonist. I always mm-hmm. want to do these things. I'm not fucking around drawing out here. Yep. No, I'm working, work, focused on the craft that the universe had given me. Mm-hmm. If you're a basketball player, maybe you're the best basketball player, and you, in, and you put all your time into that. You're not playing ping pong. You're not playing right. Xbox. You're playing basketball. Because right. you're an athlete. You work right. for the NBA. You you're getting your dreams out you know what i'm saying so it's like sometimes people have such a range of things they want to do mm-hmm. which is great and it's cool it's always great to have like hobbies it's always great to be multifaceted mm-hmm. but if you want to be really fucking great at something you have to really hone in and get tunnel vision on that mm-hmm. one thing yeah you know what i'm saying like and sometimes it might not be your favorite thing so i i do too you know i manage a lot of creatives and i work alongside a lot of influencers and artists and one thing that seems to be a common denominator amongst a lot of people in the creative industry is that the people who are most successful, sometimes, uh, like myself included, uh, we 
are great at the role that was picked for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't necessarily pick our role. Yes. So it's not like I, I was like, yeah, I want to just run a PR company, a talent agency. I wanted to, I thought I had specific goals and dreams like to do, be on camera talent, to do, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, produce certain kind of stuff. But if you want to make it, sometimes you can find that happy balance. Oh, and for sure. I don't think there's anything wrong with being in an industry that you love, getting closer to your goal, making a lot of money along the way. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what separates guys like us from like true on quote unquote struggling artists, yeah. because I don't think that they necessarily focus on the value that they're bringing to other people around mm-hmm. them. And they're just so selfish in their artwork yeah. that they try to create something, but then nobody sees it. Of course. <laughs> and then they never get it to build themselves up. So there is some level of dues that has to get paid. And sometimes it's not about the role you pick, but it's about the role that picks you. Yeah. That's, is that touched on at yeah, all in your of film? of course. And I would feel like, you know, as an artist, we have to share our work with the world. Right. That's, you know, you really have to put forth something that's going to help share, change the world mm-hmm. and help people understand, you know, that there's a bigger vision than that just what's at hand. Right. Like, there's always more to be done. And everything that we're doing is, like, really in the benefit of other people. And when you benefit other people, it benefits you. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like when you reach out a hand, when you lend out a hand, yeah. when you uh, make a new conversation, when you spark interest with a new person, a new brand, a new thing, a new idea, that's what's pushing the world forward. Mm-hmm. Not old thoughts of just, mm-hmm. you know, how the world used to be and playing back flashbacks. We got the flashbacks. It's locked down. We got memories for life. Mm-hmm. Let's make new memories. Mm-hmm. Let's build off the old memories. We don't right. have to forget the old no, memories. Never, never. We don't have to destroy them because memories are there. That's history. Mm-hmm. That's in the history books, baby. Good, bad and otherwise mm-hmm. and I'm going to live that shit mm-hmm. I'm going to live it because I haven't had struggle coming up and that's only what makes you better and makes you stronger yep. definitely an advocate of that so now again now I hate to put you on the hot seat but you're on Vito Glazer's After Dark at the Soho House in West Hollywood of so course we just, vibing we just talked a little bit about talking deep film. shit we're just getting deep on the, on the film here so tell me your favorite story that's in the film that made it to the film. What's what's your favorite uh, story that got captured in the film that you're you're super grateful that made it to camera that you were there filming? Somebody filmed it. You're talking about it. You're sharing yeah. it. What can your fans? What can they be excited about? The the story that you're most excited about sharing yeah. with them. From I mean, film or I'm excited about sharing a lot of stories and my story mm-hmm. and similar stories. But I think um, I think working around closely with Puff Daddy with Diddy and I think being around him and being signed to Bad Boy Records and getting a lot of good. Um, off the cuff footage of him seeing how he works seeing how mm-hmm. he lives his life because he's the number one hustler top hustler that's yeah. why he's the best in the game top yeah. of the game it's for a reason it's because he works that hard you know everyone that he everyone that works for him he gives them the jewels he gives yeah. them the, he gives them the the tools they need to facilitate their dreams and I was one of those people and I understood what it takes and it takes a lot of fucking hard work a lot of dedication a lot of focus you know what I'm saying a lot of people don't want to give up their time they don't want to give up their Netflix they don't want to give up their weed they don't want to give up their uh, their beer or whatever it is they don't want to give it up because that's more important than their dream mm-hmm. but when you're working around someone like like Diddy he always said it's Diddy land I'm sent here to inspire you. Mm-hmm. That's his, that's, that's, that's really what he's, I'm sent here to inspire you. And when you see a person that has all these things and these houses and these accolades and these trophies, mm-hmm. VMAs and these Lamborghinis and all this materialistic shit that really doesn't mean shit to anybody, to be honest. It don't mean shit to me. Mm-hmm. But it is a measure of success to others in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you see that and you understand what's possible, you understand that it's limitless. Mm-hmm. Because you must be fearless. Because mm-hmm. once you're fearless and you don't fear anything, your imagination could be limitless. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. You can go and get what you want. You can go and get what you want to achieve and what you deserve. You know, when you're afraid and you don't want to leave the house and when you're afraid and you don't want to talk to nobody, and I've been there before, I have social anxiety issues and all types of, you know, weird tics and quirks about myself, but hey, you have to push through that shit. Mm -hmm. You have to get through that shit because... We're talking about changing the world here. I'm with We're you. We're not bro. talking about making art. We're not talking yeah. about making music. No, We're it's not, not talking about that. We're talking about yeah. making the world yeah. a better place than yeah. it is now. Yeah. And the world right now isn't the greatest of places. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still a beautiful place. We've had ups and downs. Mm -hmm. But if we all would come together and utilize our talents for the greater good of the earth, mm -hmm. not of your country, not of your man, not of your woman, mm -hmm. not of your sexual preference, mm -hmm. and, uh, not of the army that you claim, the navy, mm -hmm. the whatever, if we all come together as a people to be a better people and a better planet yo this shit fuck web 3.0 man <laughs> come on man we web 10.0 so, dog you call my attention hey we might start fuck around and start selling love around here <laughs> real shit I mean, yeah right it's a, it's a, love is in yeah. low love is in a low love is in low supply yes, that is yes sure. everybody want to buy nfts but nobody wants yep. to buy love i might start selling love next but love is a feeling and an emotion and it's just one of those things that i make film or die i make yep. these books and this art to inspire others because i didn't yep. come from anything i didn't come from nothing i had a mullet and a, and a wife beater. I knew you from the yeah. mullet days, from yeah. the mullet, and then you had the braids. Yeah, I had a mullet and a yeah. wife beater right on a little seesaw horse at Sears, <laughs> getting photos with a fucked up ass grill. <laughs> my mom, you know, she, uh, my mom's a hustler. She taught me how to hustle and make money. I mean, she just a nonstop work, you know, she nonstop workhorse, and, uh, you know, she thankfully got me braces, so I'm not out here with the Chris Brown teeth. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, I take care of myself enough, I guess, that I could be on camera. Well, you got the but, right Crocs on, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got. The killer crocs. Yeah, I got the frocks on. Yep. And, um, you know, all I'm here to do is inspire others. Just like Diddy say, man, I'm here to inspire. I'm here to inspire. You're here to that. inspire. We're here to inspire. That's, that's what we do. We just, about. you know, that's why we put yeah, ourselves like on the be internet. Disruptive. Yeah. And yep. being disruptive is only just a natural part of, the, of, of Earth and of the world, you know? It's like... Yep. Earthquakes happen. Yes. Uh, changes happen. Yeah. Uh, sea tide, it rises, it lowers. Uh, political uh, adversaries become a, a, a neglected and, and, and elected. Mm -hmm. And with, with that being said, it's like, you know, don't be afraid to be who you are. Don't be afraid to say what you are. Don't be afraid to say what you believe in. Be disruptive. Be you. Be the person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. Don't be hiding behind um, a screen. Don't be hiding behind your phone or a mask or anything like that. Be you. Live your truth. And that's all you can do in this life, bro. Because once you start living your truth, the world will become a better place. Mm -hmm. Don't be hate. Don't be a hateful person. Don't abuse people. Say what you want to say within the bounds of saying what you want to say. And the world is going to be a better place place because right now everyone's so hush hush don't say what you want to say well guess what i say what i want to say absolutely well that's that's why we, a lot we have in common is we're very Most people need to say what they want to say yeah and then they and but then they go on and they get angry with the world because they have all these some people things. live their whole life living a life that they did not create because they didn't want to stand up for themselves and say hey no this is wrong this mm -hmm. is not right this yeah. is not who i want to be with this yeah. is not my partner this is right. not my loved one this is not this no but people want to be fearful that's fine mm -hmm. you know everyone's welcome to have their own voice and opinion live how they want to be but live fearless be limitless it's Nikki Films. I grew That's up right. in a fucking trailer park like 8 Mile. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? My fucking father had a terrible drinking problem. He boxed with Muhammad Ali at his fucking training camp True in story. Michigan True for story. 30 fucking uh, 30 days. Mm -hmm. My mother, she, she she printed the Wheaties boxes out at General Mills. She had Michael wow. Jordan come there, uh, Larry Bird come there, <laughs> USA Olympics. She, my mom prints the Wheaties and Cheerios boxes. 
And, 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 you know, my father works in the steel mill. Thankfully he, thankfully, he got an opportunity to live his dreams out a little bit. And I look at my life and I look at my family, as most other people do, and compare and contrast themselves. But guess what? You are not them. You, you are not built from that. You might be part of these people's family, but you are individualistic. You are your own person. So, hey, what is your dream? What yeah. do you want to do? And do that. I'm not going to think. I'm going to, oh, my dad was in the steel mill. I'm going to be in the steel mill. Right. Oh, my mom made Wheaties boxes and made Cheerios, so I'm going to work for General yeah. Mills and be in the factory. I said, you know what? I want to be a fucking artist and do what I want to do and make money just like Grams yeah. working in the sewing machine. Yeah. And that's what I did. And it's like, you don't need to have an inspiration right there at home. You got an inspiration right here and on the internet and all these other channels mm-hmm. and shows and what may have you. But, yeah. you know, I like, I, I like to mass market to, to, to the audience. I'm not trying Absolutely. to just say, hey, you got to be an artist and you got to be this to that. No, no, no. You could be a policeman. Yep. You could be a crossing guard. You can be a nurse. Hey, if you have a problem with somebody, say it. Don't, don't, don't keep it in. The world's going to blow up keeping all that negativity in. So tell me, what is, your, what is the story that you have that you, you never have told anybody, yeah. didn't make your film, that you want to share with our audience today? Tell me yeah, a little bit I mean, about I would say, what's going on. I would say one story that I've not told nobody that, you know, I keep pretty close to my chest because, like, I'm not much, I, I don't have, you know, much of a braggadocious type of attitude. Hey, you're a humble kid. You're a great guy. Yeah. You're a beautiful and, um, You know, I don't really particularly classify myself as doing much criminal activity other than me just being me and doing whatever the fuck I want to <laughs> do. But um, I do have a story where I was in Stockholm, Sweden for uh, the Gumball 3000 race rally, which is a racing rally where millionaires, billionaires, people of class, high society come together to race their cars uh, from checkpoint to checkpoint through seven different countries in seven days with Ferraris, Maybachs, McLarens, uh, shit, whatever. The list goes on. What's the coolest car you've ever seen at Gumball 3000? You've done, it like, what, three or four of these? The Batmobile. The legit Batmobile. The Batmobile. The, the actual Batmobile. From Dark Knight. Which one's Dark Knight? Which Team Gallic built it. The, the newest one. Uh, the fucking Christian Bale Batmobile? Yes. That would Bale Batmobile. The big fat wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they rebuilt it. They had it. the real deal there. Yeah, and they lost the keys to it on the last day. Let's get out of here. That's a whole other story. All right. <laughs> they lost the keys to the Batmobile. How did the Batmobile? That was one of the end of an ending, ending of our documentary that we did out there. We did a documentary yeah. there for Amazon. Amazon on yeah. Fire was when they had the Fire Stick yeah. with Amazon, and it was I think uh, prior to Amazon Prime ish kind of mm-hmm. era. But anyways, um, oh, fuck. Now the, I gotta know how they lost the keys to the Batmobile. Yeah. What country? And they never found them. What country? Uh, in Budapest. In Budapest. So you lost the in, keys. In the town square. Get out of here. Somebody probably had to stole And then, like, the fucking Batmobile was built on, like, an Audi chassis. So, yeah, yeah. like, had to go to, like, the Audi dealer. <laughs> get a new key or They got a new shit. key. Yeah, because it was just, you know, frivolous, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, external mods, you oh, know? Oh, my God. But it was really, like, an Audi R8 or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a Batmobile mod. But, um, those guys got the money for it. Fuck Okay, it, whatever. Man. They know what's okay, up. Okay, so anyway, I, I had uh, to interrupt you and find out the coolest car. So the Batmobile. Yeah, so basically okay, Gumball 3000, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a brand. It's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's a it's a group. It's a group of people. It's a job. It's a, it's a time and place and event. It's multiple things. Um, so basically we were racing through all these different countries. And uh, Stockholm, Sweden, it was one of the first countries of, I think, the second rally that I went had had went on and before the rally even had started and everybody was getting into town mm-hmm. we all went out to party mm-hmm. and i had the camera out of course as i usually do i'm a yep. photographer and i like to keep it with me yeah because if you don't have memories you don't have anything right you know 
so keep your memory safe to you, you know, because... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what... That, when people start dying and shit, you know, that's what you look at. Yeah. No disrespect and no morbidity. Um, so I had the camera out filming, you know, the great, beautiful women of Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> and the people at the bar said, no more camera, no camera, no camera. And I was like, well, you guys don't really work here. You guys are just, like, haters. Or you guys yeah. are just, like, local, like, you know, fucking whoever's. And these people... These people, these women, they're feeling us. We're Americans. Yeah. We got the camera. What's up? Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. So we film them. Everything is consensual. And then basically, one of the guys takes me outside, security guard. I told you not to film. Grabs me outside, puts me into like this little corner where I'm like, okay, like, what's up, bro? What, like, what, what, what's what's happening? Because I'm from Chicago. I'm, I'm on go mode. Yeah. Don't get me on go mode. Yeah. Then he just punches me, but basically strikes me as hard as he can in my rib in a corner where I can't see him from behind. And fractures my rib so at that point he fractured my rib and it was hard for me to breathe um as of course when you fracture rib it's very hard to breathe there's no surgery there's nothing like that you got to just let that rib heal so at that point i had felt like mad massive wind loss and i was like no this isn't going down like that uh film or die like i say i'll mm-hmm. die for my camera i have my camera you're you're basically impeding on my creative process mm-hmm. so now i have to die for this shit and now we're going to go to head to head for this shit mm-hmm. so bet let's get it in now you broke my fucking rib you have my cameras cost twenty thousand dollars it's on the floor in sweden in a country i've never been to between my legs cool bet trying to figure out the next play someone else grabs me which i thought was the security guard mm-hmm. because obviously the security is trying to get me to evacuate the area mm-hmm. Someone else grabs me, pulls me out to the front of the building, which looks like like Harry Potter's house. I, I mean, not Harry Potter. You know, yeah. it looks like it looks like a set off of a Disney yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, there's cobblestone roads, yeah. Ichabod Crane, a fucking headless horseman. All the uh, all the street lamps are oil. Yeah. The street is made from the finest, sweetest cobblestone. Uh, yes. So you got yes. us out there and Swiss fucking chocolates yeah. just flying yeah, to you the got air. Us yeah. in front of Willy Wonka, Alice yeah. in Wonderland's fucking make believe house. Yeah. And now I have to deal with you because you broke my fucking rib and threatened me with yeah. the camera and now i feel some type of way because i'm really on the defensive right so at that point a lot of people were trying to get into the club they were with the gumball you know it's like a club yeah. everyone's trying to get in the club it, yeah. you know granted it looked like a gingerbread house everyone's <laughs> trying to get in the club yeah willy wonka's club well now i feel like well you've broken my rib and i'm fucking half passed out because i've been drinking all mm-hmm. night and i've jet lag and i've just flew near 20 hours from america mm-hmm. and i can't use my camera and i can't film your girls and now you're fucking pissed about it and now you broke my rib and now you're trying to take me outside well guess what i don't like that so i turned around as any great chicago south sider would do yes. and i defended myself and i fucking hit, hit him in his face as hard as i could i hit him so hard i broke his nose blood literally splattered across the fucking cement into mm-hmm. the fucking uh the line like, oh my good that's nikki what's wrong with him man he's acting crazy this is yeah. that they didn't know that my fucking lug i damn near almost punctured a lung because mm-hmm. you fractured my fucking rib <laughs> you put my camera at risk which is my livelihood yeah. so now if you want to play with my livelihood that's how i make money that's how i pay my rent my car payment that's how i provide for my family so now you're fucking with me out here in sweden and i'm from chicago and we ain't going for none of that shit i don't work with chief keith little dark little i've been <laughs> shot at i've been literally shot at at a drive-by off 87th and essex at a sly polaroid um little herb shoot alan awesome we were at 87th and essex i didn't got shot at and i had to duck behind a porsche so with that being said like i'm not gonna let anyone just 
tell me where I can and what I can't do with my camera and where to put my fucking shit and where not to do. And, and, and that has to be partially being an American. And, I, and I'm a fearless American. It's one of the greatest things you can be in this life. Right. So you punched the security guard. What happened next? So I punched the fucking security guard. His fucking blood, his shit turned, you know, into, in, in, into the exorcism three. It was like <laughs> Friday the 13th. I said, wow, now I'm really in trouble because I really hurt this man because I'm defending myself. And I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm basically in Sweden in a dark cobblestone, cobblestone street with Ichabod Crane oil lights yeah, yeah, yeah. down the way. Yeah. So, so after, as soon as I hit him in the face, I'm like, okay, I look left, look right. I, all I see is like bricks into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Bricks in the darkness. <laughs> I see like, I see like, I, I, I hear horse hoofs. <laughs> I hear horse hoofs coming through the darkness. Yes. I look off. I, I, you know, all I see is, 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 is a Swedish countryside and I'm thinking, you know, where the fuck am I going to run? Because if I'm in Chicago, yeah, yeah. if I'm in Humboldt Park, if right. I'm in Wicker Park, I'm in, right. I don't know, you know the your spots. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm in the middle of nowhere in a country that I've never fucking been to, and there's nowhere that I could see and no discernible way for me to go and escape this situation. Sounds like a nightmare. So I'm like, holy fuck, I just destroyed this guy's face. I don't know who he is. I don't care. And then I had like six police officers come up to me. Of course, they don't have guns. They don't have fucking anything because it's like you know it's like a different world over there basically you know Um, so basically they have arm they have badges on their arms and they're wearing like Ralph Lauren polos with like a little stick they have no guns or nothing so I didn't know who the fuck they were but then at that point I was like oh these are the police and they're like sit down sit down sit down (laughs) sir before you know before we hurt you and I'm just like you know I'm not I don't know where I'm gonna run right you know what I'm saying it's my first night in town yeah I don't even know if I even had a hotel room. Yeah. I don't even know if I had anyone to run to. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I had anyone to call. Yeah. I don't even know if I even had my phone or it was charged. <laughs> I just knew I was with the homies filming yeah. a bunch of beautiful Swedish women, yes. and now my rib is fractured, yeah. and I'm dealing with the police, and I feel very threatened, and I must get my wow. way out of this. Holy cow. So how did how does this escalate? Because we so then anyways, short I'm, time so, yeah. So then anyway, I know we're short on yeah. time. So I'm just like, yo, you got to understand, being alone in the middle of nowhere in a foreign country, and you see nothing but darkness and candlelights, and someone, t- a bunch of people telling you to stop. So I had sat down on the curb. I got beat up by about six police officers. No, they actually hit yeah, you. They beat me up. They punched yeah. me in the face. Punched me in the. They kicked me. Yeah. Did all this shit. You know, it's like you're kidding me. Nothing like. I wouldn't say nothing too violent, you know. You go full Rodney King on you or what? No, as far as Chicago shit goes, y'all were fucking with me. That's a traffic pull traffic stop, huh? I was keeping my head up. Okay. You know, I'm I'm good. Just, you know, whatever you guys got to do, let's get get to it. They put me in the car. And at this point, I was, was, you know, pretty turned. So I'm thinking this shit is over. We get there. I'm still talking shit to everybody. You can't do this to me. They took me. They put me in front of the lineup. I thought it was a joke. Oh, no, really? It was a joke the whole time. Yeah. So I took my, 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 my mug shot, which I still have never seen, if anyone could find it. Nicholas Brzezinski, Sweden. Sweden. Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, yeah, big main, uh, big old main, main uh, big house, whatever you want to call it. Yep. It was around 2000, I think, 17, 18. And um, I still can't find my mug shot. They took my mug shot. They put me in like a cell, isolated cell. And I was in that cell for about two days, just watching the sun go by. You're kidding me. Uh, through this little, this little, this little, like, this little window I had. What about a phone and, call? You didn't and, get a lawyer or anything? I didn't get a phone call, no lawyer, because that's like, that's American shit. So once you get out of the country, get and you're, out of here. you're captured abroad, no phone call, no lawyer. This is your time. This is what you have to serve. And, you know, there's no one to, uh, to, to argue with. So they had put me in there. They put me on one of them gym mats that you wrestle on. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them gym mats that you might 
go out of bounds basketball. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, one-inch gym mat. Yeah. So I'm sleeping on that, pissing and shitting into, like, a little hole. It was, like, a little hole, you know, that goes into, like, the sewer system. Yeah, and, they, and they were giving me potatoes and water every day. How do they make the potatoes? Uh, yeah, it's it's gross. It's like watery, you know. It's okay. like it's like watery with no flavoring. It's like what? it's like eating uh, it's like eating insulation. So I was oh, eating wow. my water and my yeah. potatoes like a good prisoner yeah. for like three days, <laughs> and then and then one and then I was just like was so upset and I I had thought about my whole life, you know. Yeah. I thought about my first love, my last yeah. love, my mother, my father. I, I was thought about everything yeah. as I watched the sun go by past the earth a couple of rotations and I was so distraught you know and I was so upset because I don't speak Swedish I can't yeah. speak to them I speak English they don't yeah. speak the same language uh, I had a phone that the gumball had gave me yeah. which the satellite on the phone just showed me as a dot and I was like out in prison and everyone was like <laughs> everyone's at the Four Seasons yeah. everyone's at the Four Seasons and I'm like the yeah. dot that's at the prison yeah. and, then I, and then so I was just like what you happened know, they just left you there and nobody no, came for you no, no they didn't come there they were just like yo something's wrong with Nikki like everyone yeah. knew that something was wrong with me yeah. so then I had talked to the girl and I had you know used my seductive charms my uh-huh. masculine charms I got curls yes. it, it's prettier than Sarah Jessica Parker I said yeah. listen sweetheart can I please get the phone you know uh, you know, no phone call, no phone call. I said, I don't yeah. need a phone call. Yeah. Phone call is old school. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, that, that, yeah, that's Al Capone. Uh-huh. Can you just give me the phone that you guys confiscated? I could just text someone. Yeah. Just real quick. I just yeah. want to send a text. Okay, no harm, no foul, yeah. you know. Text she gave me the phone. She gave me the phone. Mm-hmm. So I just texted the group text to everyone, help yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> All caps, help oh, me. Oh, <laughs> man. And then the next day, I started getting phone calls. I started getting people hitting me up. Well, not hitting me up, but hitting the office up. Mm-hmm. At that point, they thought I was a blatant criminal. They were like, yo, you're a real criminal. You're like, you know, in, in, in I don't know, Chicago, Illinois, in America, I don't know, punching someone in the face, fucking them up. That's not yeah, it's a misdemeanor. Yeah, Kanye yeah, West yeah. just punched some yeah. guy in Soho House yeah, this morning. too much to deal yeah. with. But I said, well, 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 I'm such a problem. Well, well, who is a criminal? They said, you're number two criminal in Sweden. I said, who's number one? They said, Get out of here. They said, they stabbed somebody. I yeah. said, oh, they stabbed someone. Great. So I punched someone and broke yeah. their nose. So now I'm the second. You know, but the person that I punched was a government official. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't a security guard i didn't know this at this point it was one of the security it was one of the police boys Mm -hmm. um yeah so with that being said it was just like they had moved me into a nicer little cell with some some little etchings on the wall how many people have been there they Uh, they they let me watch a spongebob and family guy in sweden in sweden spongebob family guy torture pretty torturous Mm -hmm. they said i could rent out a ps1 they had like crash bandicoot a couple games i could rent okay and i could hook it up to my tv from 1989 but you were this was a couple years ago mind you Yes. So I'm playing PS1, watching Swedish Family Guy yes. in a prison yes. while I'm waiting for someone to get me. And long story short, basically the people that I had t- texted to help me, the gumball people, they're very well off and they have very well uh, connections, nice things uh, 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 of extravagance and yeah, money yeah. and things of this yeah. nature. And they had called the former prime minister of Sweden oh, and God. he had helped me get out. Wow. And he had helped me get out of that jam. I had to do a court date. Uh-huh. My court date wasn't scheduled for 30 days. Okay. They did it in three days. Okay. So I jumped so the some line. Plug. I jumped the line. Yeah. I, I, you know, I did my court date in my uh, tidy whities uh, Stockholm Swedish uh-huh. uh, uh, issued with yes. the white little shirt on. So I had the whole yeah. little white. I'm, I'm feeling like a yeah. terrible human being. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I don't, I'm not meaning anything to anybody. Yes. I des- you know, I described to the judge and the jury about my plea, my, my plea oh, of my self-defense. Gosh. Yes. And they basically said, you know, if, if, if you come back after you have to do my work, which yes. I had to film Gumball for 10 days, to come uh-huh. back in 30 days to serve your sentence, okay. you should be good. So I said, cool. And we, and we took off. 
And um, there's more to that story, but hey. There is more to that story. I want you guys to tune in to part. This is a crazy story. And yeah. this is Vito Glazer's After Dark, where we're telling the stories that don't make the final cut. So of this course. is, we're, we're talking behind the scenes for the real fans. So where do you go from here? You get some, did you do all 30 days in prison? Hell no. We only did okay. about, we only did about fucking over, we only did about three days. Okay, so talk to me. How did, because, how did you get this sent to sound in three one, days? Once I finally finessed the yeah. guard to give me the phone, yeah. which I could text, help me to everybody like I was on Gilligan's Island. Um, people really started working for me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, thankfully they started working for me, yeah. and they started so like uh, we got to get our boy out of jail. They're like doing some research. Yeah, uh-huh. Nick hasn't been home in three days. Okay, uh, Gone Ball three thousand. We're leaving for Oslo, Norway tomorrow. Yep. We can't leave Nick because he's a videographer. He's right. also a pretty cool human being. That's good. And he also is being held against his will, more or less. Yes, because a person, uh, a dark figure, basically came and assaulted me, and I assaulted them back. Mm-hmm. You know, little right, did I know that. Little yourself. did I know that that was a police officer. Right, right. You know, whatever. I hit harder, but you know, I'm from Chicago, so I don't. You know, whatever. Right, we don't play that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> all that shit aside, but with that being said, um, so who got you out? How, how did you end up getting out of this? Who, yeah, yeah. So then, so, so, so who then, are you thinking so, in this. So then, I finally hit the team up. Yep. They had got the prime minister, former prime minister of Sweden, to call the new prime minister to call the jail to say, hey, this person that you got down there, you need to let him out. And at that point, they were like, who is this guy? I had dreadlocks. I had blonde dreadlocks like Little Wayne, like Bob Marley. And they were growing for eight years. They were legit. They weren't fake. They weren't extensions. They grew under my ass. I really lived that Rastafarian lifestyle. And they were like, who is this guy that's in our jail cell? He's like, this this ain't a Swedish person. This is American. This is like a real rock star. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even at that level yet. So they're like, whoever this fucking guy is, he's somebody. So now my my trial jumped from 30 days to three days. I went to my trial Mm -hmm. in my underwear. In my fucking white tee, white underwear, white tee, that they issued me, uh, government-issued lawyer, young guy, and uh, basically I had told the judge everything that happened, I had told him how I felt, and basically everything I told you guys as far as, like, I don't, I didn't know that that guy was, like, a police right. officer. Right. Maybe if he had had a badge, or maybe if he had said I'm the police, or had a gun, mm-hmm. I, I would I would never hit a police officer, that's the last thing I want to yeah. do. But when you come up to me, and you're very forceful, and you're looking like a security guard, and we're in Sweden, and it's looking like yeah. 19... 19- 30s Ireland I don't know dog no disrespect right right but like I'm fending for myself right now and you know it, it leads to one thing leads to another I tell him that story he basically tells me hey I'm understanding it I get it you gotta go to work and finish filming well you still have to pay your debt to the Stockholm's whatever Swedish society I right, guess right. you know whatever they want to say they said so we'll give you a two weeks 14 day leave as long as you come back and agree to to fulfill your thirty day uh, your thirty day sentence. If get you, out of yeah, here if you want to sign the paperwork. Yeah. Lawyer looked at me crazy. I said, "Okay, cool. I want to get out because I need to go and yeah. be my friends and do my work and yes. get it back to America." Yeah. So I signed the paperwork. Yeah. I left. The lawyer, who is a fucking great lawyer, he's hardly lost any cases. A new young lawyer. He said, "You know." Uh, based on what you've done and based on what they've given me and all your yeah. testimony, that you should be in no way outside of the prison at this at, the, at this time. Uh-huh. They made a mistake or yeah. you must know somebody or yeah, something. Yeah. I said, you know, I don't know what's going on, yeah. but thanks for, for letting me out. Yeah. I had got out. I had told my boy, you know, hit him on the uh, collect, whatever the call was. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm out here. I need to get picked up from jail. I've been stinging for three days. My man, he's a very ladies' man, uh, 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 you know, very gentleman. Okay. Says, hey, I'm going to send some girls to come pick you up. We already left the country. We already left Stockholm. We're in Oslo, Norway. I said, well, that's cool. That's the next stop. I'll meet you guys there. Let me just go to the hotel, grab my things. So at that point, the lawyer said, wow, well, 
um, you know, I don't want to advise you, but if you want to leave and never come back to Stockholm, that would be great because then you won't be arrested. And I said, well, I don't plan on coming back, so I'm leaving. And then at that point, the ride that my buddy had arranged for me pulled up. It was two Swedish women, blonde hair, blue uh-huh. eyes, in a white convertible Mercedes, and they asked for Nicholas. And I said, that's me. And I jumped in, and we had taken off. And the rest <laughs> is history. No. And the lawyer is still sitting there wondering what the fuck is really going on. Yeah. And I never went back to Sweden ever since. So, and that was the same place that Snoop Dogg got arrested. Yeah. The same place ASAP, ASAP yep. got arrested. Yep. Was the same place I got yep. arrested. And What's the fucked up, up thing is yep. that they had to do their time. Yep. And they had to sit there <laughs> and deal with yes. those people. Yep. And all I did was finesse the little... The little chick that, you know, Goldilocks, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I, come, I look like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, I'm a big Hulk Hogan. I'm Hulk Mania. <laughs> I said, come here, sweetheart. I look like Michael Phelps swimming in this ocean. There you go. He gave me the phone. I said, hey, help me. That's right. And what I texted them, it was way a lot more beneficial than whatever Snoop yeah. did. I don't know what Snoop did. Apparently, Snoop's not texting me. I don't know if he hit his plug up. Yeah. I don't know if ASAP, yeah. they might have hit the record label up. Yeah. yeah, we hit the prime minister up. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that, that's the type of money we're talking yeah. about. Yep. And I'm not saying I have that type of money. Yep. I'm just around that type right. of money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to have all these things in life to be <laughs> to live that life. No, absolutely. I don't have to own a Tesla to ride around uh, talking on the phone uh, with no one driving a Tesla when it's Vito Glazer's <laughs> Tesla. Well, we were just. You understand what I'm you know, saying? You gotta have that LA car, you know what I mean? You gotta shout out Elon Musk. I just support his work. You That's have, an incredible story. Yeah. So you basically get arrested in Switzerland. Your boy, you text the Gumball crew, the Gumball crew. Stockholm, Sweden. You get arrested in Stockholm, Sweden. I would like to go to Switzerland, though. Yeah. And I would like yeah. to not get arrested there. <laughs> well, yeah, just like don't Stockholm steal Stockholm is cool, this. though. It's a lot of people that look like me. White, yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes. I was going to say, maybe that's, that's what they, they thought that maybe you were local. I, th- yeah. I would have guessed you could have been from Sweden. You they were waiting for the next big serial killer. That's, that's right. right. I'm not it, man. I'm just that's an artist, it. and I just got oh. caught up in some Chi-Town drama. <laughs> well, in Chi-Town, <laughs> you're definitely getting beat by the cops would have definitely left you a little yeah. bit. I mean, in Chicago, you can punch people in the face, yep. stab people. You can do a lot of things. Uh, I'm not advocating for or anything. No, but no, you can no. do a lot of things in Chicago and go home at night and get away with the thing. Yes, and that's yes. kind of how I was feeling about yes, this thing. But then yes. I was like, I'm actually not home yep. and I shouldn't be assaulting people. Right. And I'm t- I felt bad that yeah. I had a actually feel that way, yes. you know. But hey, when I'm doing my job, I don't know nothing but else my job. That's a brother. Is there anything you want to say to the people of Stockholm? Man, please send me my fucking mugshot. Um, we love you because you're a peaceful person. Yeah, they're a great country. place. Yeah. Um, you guys did get the whole sh- herd, uh, herd immunity yeah, down. You got the whole herd immunity you got that right. down. You definitely got that right. Um, you guys got some pretty fucking places out there, and I would love to go back. I think yeah. I could go back maybe within like maybe a decade. Okay. I don't know. Anytime soon, they might like put me on a reg list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you were the second biggest criminal. In I gotta, all yeah, I got to serve that, my that 30 month. days and play yeah. Crash Bandicoot on a PS1. It might be a meditation anyway. If the food wasn't yeah. bad, that doesn't even sound like a horrible yeah, time. I wish the food was good. The food was non-food. Yeah. Well, the food's bad anyway in Sweden, isn't the it? The food was, yeah, Sweden. Um, they say English can't have bland food. The Swedish have bland food. They, uh, the Sweden, French can't make Swedish a car. Meatballs. That's like Ikea. That's like Ikea. Yeah. yeah, so when I put me in the jail cell, yeah. it was like Ikea furniture. It really was. Did you have to build your own jail cell? No, I didn't, but they put me in that bitch, and that bitch was like, people had been there, like, cross-marking lines. Oh, no. One, two, yeah. three, four, Oh, they count the days, huh? And I was like, bro, I'm not doing that. No, you know no, why I'm not no, doing that? No. Because I'm a fucking beautiful human being. Right. I'm a great artist. Yes. I'm an American. That's I'm right. a person that demands respect, freedom, 
unadulterated yes. love and respect because that's what I want to give to the world. Yes. So when we got that whole little thing situated in Sweden, yeah. it was a mistake because it really was a mistake. I was yeah, like, yeah, let, yeah. Me be, let me be violent right. in Sweden and, and assault people. Yeah. No, I felt like, okay, well, first of all, you did fracture my rib because yeah. I have the x-rays to prove it. Yeah. So at that point, I felt like my camera was in jeopardy, my mm-hmm. only livelihood. So yes, I'm going to fight back, but it's like... well. This story yeah, has a- and, and, and then it's like and it's like and then I got back and then it was like after that we the first stop we had flown to was Reno it was Reno mm-hmm. uh, Reno Nevada, Nevada yeah. Reno Nevada so we had did a whole European tour Budapest Bucharest Spain uh, Stockholm Norway all these places and we ended up in uh, Nevada so we could go Nevada to LA to fucking uh, Vegas was the finale so um, so when we had landed in Reno it was a whole bunch of Hell's Angels, a whole bunch of hot dog vendors, 67 classic Camaros and mm-hmm. Paulas. Uh, Tommy Lee was there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Steve yeah. Harvey. All types of shit where it was so American when I had got off the plane and I had finally touched my freedom, which really is my freedom because I did not feel free until that point. Right. I had got locked up in Sweden. Right. And I was out of the country for two weeks. <laughs> Yes. Afraid, yeah. afraid to, for anything, right. and then so when I finally got back to America, and I was on that fucking runway, and I stepped off the plane onto the flat. It's not no fucking goddamn hangar or whatever. It's not a, it's not commercial. We're flying Maybachs in, so we step out onto the tarmac, and as soon as I stepped off, like it was a movie, onto them stairs off the plane, I said. I love America so much, and I had a new uh, gratification for America, respect mm-hmm. for America. I cried, and I was so appreciative. And then I seen uh, old 90-year-old women running around in Miss America pageant <laughs> outfits and their husband riding <laughs> fucking Harleys and shit. And I said, you know what? America ain't perfect, but it is what it is, and it's ours, and it's beautiful, and we're going to own it and claim it because there's not anywhere else in the world that's like this. Amen. And I cried, and I appreciated my life, and I've never been back to Sweden again, and I've been around the world, and I respect yeah. my, you know, I respect authority for the most part, and I respect myself and others, and I would never fight with nobody. I think that might have been the last fight that I actually got into. That's good, man. And, and it wasn't really a fight. Yeah. It was it was, it was, was like a one punch yeah. because you fucked me up yeah, and I'm yeah. fucking you up, yeah. and now it's a whole issue because we're not yeah. from where I'm from, right. and now it's a cultural difference. Right. So not to say that, that's, that that makes it any better, but, you know. I'm with you, brother. Well, do you want to apologize to the guy or does he owe you an apology? How's it go? I mean, I would apologize to him yeah. because I didn't expect him. To him. I wouldn't you. expect him yeah. to come and hurt me. Yeah. Um, because someone else had already hurt me. It was right. the security there that had broke my. I got head. you. They put me in a corner. Yeah. They put my camera down. So now you're throwing me off because I'm thinking yeah. your security buddy's coming. It was the yeah. police. Now, if it was the police and you said address myself, it's the police. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I mind the police. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not for the police or against the police. I just know that the police is a natural necessity yeah, of a tough job. civilization. And it is a tough-ass fucking job. I would never want to be a police officer. God bless her soul. Yeah. So with that being said, like, you could have just addressed yourself and I would have got to it. And I would have just played my role as far as, like, a, com- uh, a, a citizen that's compliant. Mm-hmm. But when I got a bunch of people around me in black polos and, and no guns <laughs> drawn and nothing yeah. happening, and you yeah. guys look like you're like yeah. you're like five years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got the acne treatment, and you guys yeah. need to get a, a new bronze shaver. <laughs> you guys, are, you guys, looking young, man. So shout out to the police in uh, what Stockholm. Co- Stockholm, Sweden. You guys got a. Get some varsity players on there so we know that you're actually the police announce yourselves. Get a badge, Anyways, man. Anyways, we hope you guys have enjoyed 
a little story time here. This is Vito Glazer's After Dark, The Untold Stories of Hollywood. You're in the house with the world famous. Only more stories to come. Only more stories to come. If you actually enjoy that story and you want to see the whole behind the scenes on how he's worked with Diddy, Bad Boy Records, Kanye West, Rick Ross, ASAP yeah. Rocky, your whole fa- all your favorites from your playlist and where he's going from here, uh, you can see the you can see the visuals from that. We check out them all. Check out thecloutbook.com. You can see this hey. amazing book. Uh, follow Nikki Films on Instagram if you want to learn more about his live events coming up in L.A., Miami, uh, Houston, Chicago, everywhere. This guy's all over the world. And make sure that you tune in to the film, Film or Die. It's coming to the Sundance Music Festival this summer, 2022. It's a classic before it's even hit. Just like all the Nicky films. Inspire people, you know what I'm saying? Like, others have inspired me. I'm going to inspire others, you know? So you got a minute left. Give some inspiration to the listeners sat through the story who appreciate us for what we're doing. Give Give them one minute of inspiration. Uh, you got a minute on the clock to inspire I the people. Say, uh, yeah, I feel like Steve Kerr in a buzzer beater right now, man. Yep. It's like I'm a Chicago bullion. <laughs> and I would just say, like, live your passion, live your truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, they do things that they don't necessarily want to do, or they do things that they don't necessarily mean to do or have to do. And I would just say, like, love yourself first. Love the world around you and then take it by storm because we all have our own story. We all have our own footprint to put on this bitch and nobody is greater than nobody else. And we're all the same. And the same way that I treat celebrities and shoot celebrities is the same way that I treat you and shoot you when, I, when you book with me. Because humans are humans to me and it's a beautiful thing. So you can be either a piece of shit human or a great human. Just like half the celebrities I met, they're pieces of shit. I won't tell you who. And the other half are beautiful human beings, and I love them to death. And it doesn't make anyone greater or positive, negative, or anything like that. We're all here on this rock together, and we got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, we all really need to follow our hearts. And once we follow our hearts, I think the universe is going to put us in the great path, the great way. That, you know, it's going to benefit for us. Or you want to call it God, universe, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be that you call it. You know, you have to manifest your future and you have to go and get your future because, you know, talking doesn't work. Working works. So Mm -hmm. keep working. Keep working. And you're working. You're rocking with us. Nikki Films in the house. Chicago's best videographer of all time. And this has been the inaugural first episode of Vito Glazer's After Dark. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of Vito Glazer's After Dark, live from the Soho House in West Hollywood, California. And if you enjoyed tonight's episode and you'd like to know how you can support us, I invite you to check out one of our affiliate partners, Try Carrot. Carrot is an influencer black card. It's the first charge card and credit card that's built around underwriting your social media audience in order to approve you for your credit limit. It's really cool and really innovative financially. And on top of that, the black card gives you access to some amazing events. Like they did a casino night in downtown LA. They do all kinds of influencer support groups and influencer opportunities. So if that's something that you're interested in, if you're an influencer or you're an entrepreneur that is active on social media and you would like to check out a really cool credit card or charge card, uh, I got approved for up to $15,000. You can apply for free at influencerblackcard.com. So again, if you enjoyed the episode tonight and you'd like to learn how you can support us without having to spend any money at all. You can apply for free. I invite you to check out influencerblackcard.com. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Vito Glazers and I can tell you all about it.